0: okay hello everyone welcome to another time on this gospel i remain chisel and pedro um so we started on our calls on the gospel a few weeks back and we just completed our i think the session was the last session was on um, the cross so now we'll be going into our next section which is basically uh, the death and burial of jesus christ so we're, we're gonna approach this in a systematic order meaning that we will go the entire subject using questions so the first question we're going to be answering today uh in the meantime is what is death right i know that um it's a weird question to try and to wrap our heads around and obviously people would say that they know what death is it's not when someone gets old and dies or someone dies from a car accident but no that is a worldly way of defining um death But if we go through the scripture, we'll see that death actually has a different kind of definition. Right? Uh, We we explained earlier on, but I'll see it again. That death is not just an end of life, death is a separation. So, death is a separation. Right? Uh, Let me give an example. Let's say um, Mr. A, Mr. B, gains an argument. And then Mr. A says that you are dead to me. What is he saying he's saying that you are separate from that i will never see you again and i'll never relate with you again that is one kind of death death is a separation all right that being said uh let's go back to what we're talking about here the gospel now back in the beginning when adam sinned against god right god told him in genesis chapter 2 verse 17 that when he eats from the tree of knowledge of good and evil that he will surely die in Genesis chapter 3 when he ate of the fruit we see that he didn't die physically but what God had said actually took place because the next thing that happened was that Adam was taken out of the garden of Eden Meaning he, he got separated from God he got um, removed from the presence of God he was no longer alive to God anymore and we can see this in Romans 5 verse 12, Romans 5 verse 12 which says wherefore as by one man's sin entered into the world and dead by sin and so death passed upon all men for all for for that all have sinned so we see that Adam's sin brought death into the world meaning that when Adam sinned against God in the beginning he actually died the moment he ate of the fruit of the um, knowledge of good and evil he actually died behind them and here he's telling that death passed upon all men so we see that when Adam sinned death came to the world and that death was passed unto all men not just only adam unto all men everyone that would come from the lineage of adam actually came into that kind of death that adam and patrick off right now notice death came by sin Death didn't come by physical signs of someone drinking poison or someone dying of old age they didn't come by um some form of end of adam's physical life right now in order for jesus to take our place he had to identify and become my cause including in sin and every form of death I Hope that makes sense so we we just um established the fact that adam adam's death was first um spiritual which is basically separate from God so spiritual death is separate from God and we can also see in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 when it says that um, let's go there. Ephesians 2 verse 1. Give me a moment mm-hmm. and I'll be there soon. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. 2 verse 1. Now it says, And you had he cookened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. So now we are seeing that Paul is telling the church that they were dead. They were alive physically, but they were dead because that's before they gave the life to Christ. So you see that death is upon everyone who hasn't come into. Um, Coming to faith in Jesus Christ, who hasn't been born again, death is upon them. So, death is first, firstly, a separation from God, just as Adam did, right? So, it's nature. Good God. So, our next question I will be dealing with here is how exactly did Jesus die? Obviously, we look at the cross and we see Jesus there, and we're like, okay, he died on the cross. But the physical implication doesn't really. Really, give us the full picture of everything that happened on the cross. We have to go into more details. All right. So back to Genesis two verse seventeen. Now we read, "But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die." All right. Now we know that Adam actually broke that that instruction and brought death upon him and all men born from his lineage. However, Jesus was not conceived by the sperm of a man who was brought forth by the power of the Holy Ghost. So Jesus came into the world without the assistance of any man. for he came by the power of the Holy Ghost, the sperm of the Holy Ghost, meaning that there was no sin inside of him, there was no death inside of him. So he was free from sin and death. Alright? So in order for him to be a pure sacrifice, that is one who, who can take our place, he had to be innocent. He had to be free from sin, he had to be free from death. Alright let me give this example um a a prisoner cannot take the place of another prisoner it's only an innocent man that can take the place of of, of a prisoner so in the same way jesus had to be a free man to take the place of a dead man to take place of of a sinner all right all right so in order for him to suffer for us he had to be made exactly like us you get this, so I said that Jesus was pure and holy, so He had to be made exactly like us to, to suffer like us. So Second Corinthians five twenty one says this: for He had, for He had made Him to be sin for us. God made Jesus to be sin for us. Now here Jesus coming, sinless, spotless, right? And now God makes Him sin on your behalf. Let me me bring it up. God makes Him fornication on your behalf. God makes Him. A thief on your behalf God makes him a criminal on your behalf God makes him a liar on your behalf so everything every form of sin that you can think about God made it made Jesus Christ to be that kind of sin on your behalf so God made Christ to be responsible for every form of sin you will ever commit, and that's the gospel truth all right so like we said um, sin is what separates men from God is what brings about spiritual death. So when God made Jesus Christ sin, he inadvertently brought him into death, brought him to separation from himself. Hallelujah. That I think that's that's what Isaiah was trying to paint when he said in Isaiah 53 verse 6 that all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, laid on Jesus the iniquity of, of us all. Meaning that meaning that God himself laid on Jesus, all of our iniquities, past, present, and future. So, is it that you've stolen? He put it on Jesus. Is it that you? Is it that you've 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 killed someone? He put it on Jesus. Is it that you have lied? He put it on Jesus. Is it that you are a prostitute? He put it on Jesus. Is it that you slept with so many men and women? He put it on Jesus. So God is not holding you responsible for any of those things. He's not trying to punish you because He put it on Jesus and He punished Jesus for it. So let me get back to what I was saying. Right when he laid all these sins on jesus remember sin produces death and death is a separation from god so when god laid our sins on jesus jesus god separated from god remember on the cross jesus cried out eli eli namas meaning my god my god why have thou forsaken me why are you why have thou forsaken meaning that god had been separated from jesus hallelujah Alright, let's continue. Let me say this that some of us have experienced being blamed for something you had no hand in, especially at work as actually at work, something like that. So now Jesus was being blamed for something that he had not done, he was being blamed for something that we had that that being would we would obviously do in the future, and being blamed for things that Adam had done in the past. Alright. In the same way, God held Jesus responsible. For what had happened. Meaning Jesus became the one responsible for Adam's sins and yours. But it was you know it, 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 it was more like a drama that God and Jesus were acting. So God came and said that Jesus, you are responsible for Adam's sin, Jesus you're responsible for Christ's sin, Jesus, you're responsible for all sin and Jesus said, Yes, I am responsible. And the one who stole and the one who lied and you know, who committed fornication. First Peter 224 24 says who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. Hallelujah. So Jesus Christ Himself bore our sins on the cross. Now let me say this again. To be a means to assume responsibility. No, Peter said, Jesus alone bore your sins. To be a means to assume responsibility. Meaning Jesus Christ took the responsibility and meaning that he Took the consequence of that sin, the judgment of that sin. I Meaning, God is not trying to judge you because He has just Jesus already. Glory to God. Earlier, Romans 6, 23 says, "For the wages of sin is death." Are you seeing? So Jesus Christ, being made sin for you, came into spiritual death, came into separation from God. Meaning that the believer, the believer, cannot be separated from God because Jesus Christ had taken away the spiritual death forever. Now imagine God not sitting to judge Jesus for your sins, right? And God is like, Jesus, you have lied, you have stolen, you have cheated your whole life. How do you plead? Jesus is like, I plead guilty on your behalf. That he pleaded guilty. Glory to God. Now let me reiterate um, what I said before that on the cross, God laid your sins and my sins on Jesus Christ. And because our sins are laid on Jesus Christ, the wages of sin is what? Death. And Jesus was made sin on the cross. For you, that's important chapter 5, verse 21, and Jesus was made sin for us. So, since he was made sin, he came into spiritual death, which is separation from God. Hallelujah! Glory to God. So, that's how Jesus died. His first death was first spiritual before he, he experienced physical death. All right, we'll get to the physical death, part, but right now, let's just conclude on this note that Jesus' first um experience of death was first spiritual. He died spiritually first, just like Adam did in the Garden of Eden. Because God laid your sins upon him. he Just died for your sins, meaning that God is not trying to judge you for any sins. If you're a believer, God is not trying to judge you for any sins. He's not trying to hold you accountable for any sins. Alright? Now Matthew twenty seven verse forty six says And about the night hour oh, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, which is to say, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So God forsook Jesus so that He will never forsake you. God left Jesus in on the cross so that He will never leave you. God led Jesus to die and be separated from Him so that He will never be separated from you. Hallelujah! All right. If there's anything you've done and you're feeling bad about it, God isn't condemning you. If you're an unbeliever, Jesus Christ died for you as well, and He's saying, "Just come to Me, and I'll." i'll make you as white as snow glory to god hallelujah but we've come to the end of today just keep in mind that jesus christ first died spiritually because he took our sins on the cross and the wages of sin is what death glory to god so now um, if you haven't given your life to Christ, just say after me um father i received jesus into my life as lord of my life i receive eternal life now thank you father in the name of jesus amen Let's see our, our benediction. My sins are forgiven. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I experience in the Christian realities by the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I'll see you same time, same place next week. You're blessed.